Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's turn on the tunes. My friends. Sir, your bionicles. <laughs> bionicles. My bionicles are fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Hi friends, I'm Kylie, <laughs> I'm Mackenzie, and I'm Alex, and this is Accusin', Boozin', and Cruisin', a podcast where we're gonna go for a little drive, do a little drinking, and we talk a lot about spooky and scary shit that goes bump in the night. A pre-warning, there will be stories that may be too graphic or may have to- topics that may make you uncomfortable. Also, we are not promoting drinking and driving. So if you plan on drinking, make sure you have yourself a designated driver like Alex to get you where you need to go. This week, we are officially starting a road trip. What a better place to start than your hometown. So, or your home state. I'm so sorry. I don't <laughs> we... know murders in, in <laughs> Bellingham. Oh, I do. Oh. I, I mean, do. I, I do. I, I remember. <laughs> don't listen to me. We'll get to it. <laughs> Um, so our first stop, Washington State. Oh, is it my turn for the background? It is, it is. Oh, I we were he is our skirts. little tour guide. He's our designated driver, so he's got to tell us where we're going about about the state we're at. All right, so uh, we're all from Washington, um, which is <laughs> our wonderful state. I am not from Washington. Okay, well, you kind of are. But I live here. You've lived here longer than you've ever lived in California, so... Wrong! No, Washington! <laughs> Introduce yourself. Do you say I'm from California, but I've lived in Washington most of my life? That's literally what I say. That's lame. <laughs> <laughs> You're lame. You're Sorry about it. Washington is nicknamed the Evergreen State, most likely because more than 50% of our state is covered in forests. It became the 42nd state in 1889. The state capital is Olympia, and the biggest city is Seattle, home of the Space Needle. The state bird is a goldfinch, and the flower is a coastal rhododendron. I personally love a giant rhododendron bush. A bush! <laughs> a big old rhododendron bush! Okay, don't emphasize the bush part. <laughs> Washington is the 18th largest state by landmass and the 13th largest by population with our 7.7 million residents. Dang. We Dang. Are... <laughs> Dang. Dang. <laughs> we are the number one... Uh, Exporter in the states of lumber and apples and a bunch of other stuff, and also, oddly enough, spearmint oil. That is weird. I did not know that one. I just knew <laughs> apples. I knew apples. Grow a lot yeah. of apples. Yeah, yeah. Washington is one of the wealthiest and the most socially liberal states. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Speaking of being liberal. Speaking um, of which. <laughs> Washington was one of the was the first state to legalize weed. <laughs> we are one of the first few states all at the same time to have legalized gay marriage. Hell yeah. And we were one of only four states to offer abortions before Roe v. Wade in 1973. Hell yeah. Also, as of 2008, physician-assisted suicide has been legal in Washington. Didn't know that one either. Kind of eerie. The more you know. Speaking of being wealthy, Washington is home to Amazon, Starbucks, Microsoft, Costco, Boeing, and a lot of other large businesses. You're welcome. We're rich, rich. (laughs) You're welcome for Starbucks especially. What about Costco? 
I mean, Costco's pretty awesome too. Bitches love Costco. Yeah, I'm not pumped about. I'm Amazon. bitches. Shop small business, please. Like Costco. Or Starbucks. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> um. Washington State is also home to a lot of celebrities like Chris Pratt and his former wife, Anna Ferris, as well as the late Kurt Cobain. Uh, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates obviously live here, the uh, CEOs of Amazon and Microsoft, respectively. Bill Nye lives in Seattle. Bill, 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 <laughs> Bill Nye the scientist. Our ooh, hometown ooh. of Bellingham is home to Ryan Styles mm-hmm. of, um, what's that show called? Whose Line Is It yep. Anyway? I got Have to you guys see met him, him live. I got, I went to one of their comedian, comedian shows. Comedian <laughs> shows. Mm-hmm. Live. Up front? No, at, um, a casino. Oh, oh he has cool. a comedy club in town called the Upfront. Upfront yeah. Yeah. There. I've gotten in trouble in that parking lot. It is true. Oh. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> his, um, my mom. his kids, they had a birthday party at a place I used to work at. So, mm-hmm. nice. one of the jumpy houses. Mm-hmm. My, my mom's friend and coworker, Jen, has met him several times. I never have, but I would love to. He apparently is a great guy. Ryan Stout, super if nice. you're out there. <laughs> Tell us up. on our podcast. <laughs> um, uh, we're also home to Sir Mix a lot, who frequently Sir mixes. performances mm-hmm. at local Bellingham club, the Wild Buffalo. Mm. The Wild Underground. I don't know if you're going to say this, but um, the guy from Supernatural um, who plays the angel. Oh, yeah. Um, Cass. I don't know his name. On the show. Mm- Mika, Micah? That's his real name, yeah. But oh. he plays the Castiel. Yeah, Cast- Castiel. 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 Nope. He he lives in he lives in Bellingham, and his kids go to school around here, so he, people see him pretty often downtown. Yeah, that's weird. I know, right? Apparently, none of us are very big Supernatural fans. <laughs> I've, I've gotten through like the first two seasons. I just when there's like more than three seasons of a show, I just yeah, I get I just got burnt out. Yeah. yeah, I get that. It's like the same thing over and over and over and mm-hmm. over. Right. Just, Sam dies, and then he comes back, and then he dies, and he comes back, and then (laughs) Dean dies, and he comes back, and it's just a lot. Don't come, don't hate us, Supernatural fans. We are not super who locked. Sorry about it. Um, A lot of famous serial killers have called Washington their stomping grounds. Um, Among them is uh, Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer, and... uh, I wrote Tom B, but what I meant was Ted Bundy. (laughs) Tom B. I've never heard of Tom B. (laughs) Serial killer Tom Brady. (laughs) No, uh, Ted Bundy. Don't tell Steve. He did some stuff here. Did some stuff. Uh, As well as the Hillside Strangler, who was caught after uh, committing a murder in our hometown of Bellingham. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, on campus. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Bianchi, yeah. one of the wow. Western. Westerners. Wow. On Western, in Western mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. campus. Um, Ted Bundy, Kenneth Bianchi, and also John Muhammad, the alleged D.C. sniper, were have all visited our local waterfront bar in Bellingham, which we mentioned on our last episode. I don't know if we got edited out or not, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we mentioned there was a bar here that was frequented by serial killers. Uh, so Ted Ted Bundy, one of the Hillside Stranglers, and the DC Sniper all drank at a bar here in Bellingham. I think it's still open. It is. Yeah. yeah we should go. We, we should go. Have, but we should go and we should. Do they have garlic fries? Not murder. I don't know. <laughs> I'll 
I'll be there if they have a garlic fest. <laughs> you could probably look it up. Apparently a couple other murderers were there, but none of them were serial killers, so... They're not important. They just only killed, like, one person. Yeah, boring. Yeah. Stupid. Get it together. Um, so that's the famous people who live here, some of them. Um, in terms of geography, uh, Washington is pretty fantastic, if you ask me. We Mm. have the, uh, huge Cascade Mountain Range, which, like, bisects the state right down the middle. Um, just to the west of the Cascade Mountain Range is Puget Sound, a uh, big old watery area with a lot of businesses in Seattle, big Tacoma, old. and Olympia down at the bottom. Lots of industry, big, lots of big ports. And then to the west of that is the Olympic Peninsula, which also hosts the Olympic Mountain Range, and the Ho Rainforest, one of the largest rainforests in the United States. The what rainforest? The Ho. H-O-H. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's Force. um, it's over um, on the peninsula, like kind of by Forks. Twilight? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh! We, yeah. um, I went on a road trip there with a friend in middle school, and we, we stopped there on our way to Forks. Do you think that that's where the Colons live? Oh, for sure. Ah, I see now. It's yeah. very yeah. dark and rainy. Oh, yeah. Oh, perfect for the vampires. Big time. Big time vampire Twilight vibes over on the Olympic Peninsula. <laughs> Um, and then on the east of the mountains is just dry and boring and nobody really cares Flat. About it. Flat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some cool stuff over there. Spokane is the second largest city in Washington. It's over on the east. Uh, but we're not from there. We don't really go there very often. So boring. I'm not going to dwell on it. Except my final fun fact about Washington is that uh, we are home to the most contaminated nuclear site in the United States, the Hanford nuclear site. What? In the central, fuck? southern, sort of eastern Washington. Central, southern, sort of eastern? Yeah. Central, I've never southern, heard of that. Southern, we gotta That's go. Crazy. Yeah, it was a big, big uh, nuclear testing facility. It's no longer in use, but it's, uh, yeah, super, a lot of radiation over there. That's I don't know crazy. Any, I don't have any more facts hmm. or numbers about it, but. Yep. That's so crazy. Toxic, caffeinated Washington. Oh, the other thing I was going to mention. So, Speaking sorry. of, not my last fact, but not my last fact. <laughs> not my last fact after all. Um, Washington gets a lot of uh, flack for being a rainy state, super wet, um, which it is. But we actually get a lot less rainfall in inches than a lot of other states, including New York. Um but we have more rainy days, more days on which it rains than most it's just other states. Gloomy all the fucking time yeah. during like the fall and winter. Uh-huh. Sads is a yeah. thing. Sads is a thing. Yeah, yeah. seasonal affective disorder is yeah. a big deal over here. People buy lamps that are supposed to simulate sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sit in front of for like thirty minutes a day, just to just to keep those happy cells on. In your brain. I need to do that. Vitamin D. I need to do that. I just let the darkness take over (laughs) and just let it happen. Yeah, and that's especially in the Puget Sound area and the Olympic Rainforest area where we live. um, We live in the Puget Sound area um, because we get all the water off of the uh, Pacific Ocean and the Puget Sound and then lots of clouds and rain. Isn't it called um, the Banana Belt? Uh, I think I've heard that before. I've heard that phrase. I don't know what it refers to. That might not be right. Don't don't quote me on that. But I feel <laughs> like we live in the banana belt. Mackenzie quoted, we live in the banana belt. <laughs> it's a belt where you hold your bananas. All right. Well, that 
concludes my section. Welcome to Washington, everybody. Thank you, Alex. I loved all your facts. Um, really quick, before you get into your drinks, I just want to say we are getting, we're going to start doing the, the specific drinks from each state. We're getting it from a website called Spoon University. So if you think that a drink is not your state's signature drink, don't get mad at us. Get mad at Spoon University. We wanted to keep it all off of like one website, so we were kind of consistent with the drinks that we do. Yeah, in, in we the, weren't in the bouncing States. around, and yeah, it just makes sense. So if you kind of want to follow along with the drinks we're doing, it's on Spoon University. It's just the fifty signature drinks, fifty one signature drink, fifty ah! geography, geography ah! <laughs> drinks from each state. Um, and yeah, just wanted to put that out there before anyone commented later on down the line about how. Whiskey is not their state signature drink. <laughs> We're not telling you it is. Spoon University is. Um, so with that being said, our drink this week is the Washington Apple Shot, which is very consistent with Washington, obviously, um, with the biggest exporter of apples. Um, Kylie's not super stoked about this drink. Um, What's new? <laughs> uh, I personally don't like dark alcohol, but it is just a shot. So I think that I think we can do it. I think it's going to be great. Uh, I once read that the Washington Apple Shot is the slammable version, the slammable version of a Washington Apple Cocktail. So same thing, just smaller. I just liked that phrasing. Well, I have the Washington Apple Shot, and I also have a um, Mango Truly to chase it because I am a baby, and I am not happy. (laughs) So Um, a Washington Apple Shot is equal parts Canadian whiskey. Sour apple schnapps and cranberry juice, and then you add like a splash of club soda that's chilled. That's all it is. Pretty simple. Um, and we are going to take that now. Oh, wait, God, wait. I will not be taking a shot because I'm the designated driver. I don't drink, I have a mug of water, and I might grab my last ginger beer a little bit later. Okay, friend, all here right. we go. Tippy tappy. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. It kind of tastes like a... Stirred. Well, it's, it's been sitting for a while, so maybe. I guess so. We, we waited, like, maybe 45 minutes. It kind of just tastes <laughs> like a Jolly Rancher, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, I think it tasted like a green Jolly Rancher. If you want to see Kylie's disgusting reaction face, just check out our Instagram. I, yeah, sorry. I took pictures. Um, now I'm gonna drink my Truly and um, Alex's water and Kenzie her diet Snapple tea, raspberry tea. I was sick this weekend, um, so I will not be drinking very much in this episode. Um, but next episode I will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with all that being said, with all of our facts, our drink out of the way, let's get into it. Yeah, Alex, whose story do you want to hear first this week? I want to hear Kylie's story first. Fuck off. Yes. That's some <laughs> bullshit. I told you how much I like you lately. Fuck <laughs> off, bud. Okay. This is not a fun game because Kylie's had to go twice, twice, and Kylie's had to go first twice, and, and it's stressful for you all to know that. Maybe, maybe I'll go first next time. We'll see. If Alex says so, he is in charge. No, I'm not. They're in charge. I just drive. 
<laughs> Do you need help with the candy? No, okay. I just don't want to make that much noise. Mackenzie I'm is so trying sorry. to get a nerd clusters from the bag, and it is very crunchy. So. Thank you to our sponsor, Nerd Clusters. Yes, thank you. Okay. We don't have any sponsors. Hit us up, Nerd Clusters. <laughs> Do not send your complaints about our podcast to Nerds Clusters. <laughs> First of all, I don't think Nerds Gummy Clusters has their own... I think that has broke. That has broke. Um, it's Wonka. You're Wonka. Which is probably owned by Nestle. Nestle, that's mm, there it. There we go. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome to our candy podcast. Where we talk every week about a new candy we like. All right, let's let's get into it. You let's don't get like that the, idea? Let's get into the spooky stuff. Oh, the, sp- the spooky stuff. The spooky stuff. Okay, so this week I am covering the Tube Sock Murders. Now, have either of you heard of this? I have not. I've heard the um, headline, but I've never looked into it. Alex? No, I've never heard of the Tube Sock Murders okay. that so, I know of. Yeah, so this one was new to me. I had never heard of it before. I did my digging and research, and I hadn't even heard of the town that it happened near, which is Mineral, Washington. I had no idea where Mineral, Washington was. I didn't even know there was a town called Mineral. It's kind of a <laughs> funky little town name. Where is it? It is in Lewis County near the Mount Rainier National Park, and it is about an hour away from Olympia. So, uh, no, hmm. up in that place where you get sads. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of near the Colons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to start this off, Stephen Harkins... 27, and his girlfriend, Ruth Cooper, 42, had been living together for about two years. They worked together at a vocational school in Tacoma, Washington, and were just trying to get away for a little weekend camping trip. On August 10th of 1985, they, along with their dog, packed up their stuff and headed to Tule Lake in Pierce County, T-U-L-E, Tule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was only supposed to be a weekend trip, so when neither of them showed up for work on Monday, people were concerned. And remember, they both worked at the same school. Mm. So, I mean, one of them not showing up is kind of all right, but, like, both of them not showing up would kind of raise some alarms, especially if they didn't call or no one no one had heard from them. Right. Both families did the right thing and reported them missing. Four days later, on August 14th, Hikers in Pierce County discovered the body of Harkins, the man, 27. He was shot in the head and found in a sleeping bed, sleeping bag. One can only hope that he was asleep when he was shot and did not have to suffer long. A short short distance away, they also found their dog, who had been shot as well. Yeah, it seems always so much worse when something happens to a dog. Because they're just so innocent. They had nothing to do with anything. Not that these people weren't innocent, but, like, it's a dog. Yeah, yeah. Katie would always... Katie, my sister, if anything happens to a dog in anything, she cries. Uh Yeah. Same with my dad's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) The one thing missing was Ruth. Her body was nowhere to be found. Police soon descended on the area to start investigating a homicide and to also begin a widespread search for Cooper. Almost too much... Two months later, on October 26th, a skull was found near Hearts Lake, about a mile and a half away. Due to dental records, police were able to figure out that it was Cooper's skull. And with more in-depth search, they were able to find the rest of her body two days later. I feel like that's really fast for 
skin of decay. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, like, decaying process and how long it takes, but, like, I feel like for them to find a skull, it was yeah. really quick. Maybe yeah. environmental, too. Like, it's wet. Yeah, and, wet. Yeah. Bugs and, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, moist and moldy and all that fun stuff. She had been shot in the abdomen and had a tube socked tied around her neck. And wow. I sent you guys some pictures. And the first one of the couple is who I'm talking about. It's Cooper and Harkins. And then there is a picture. It might be, yes. And the picture down here might be Cooper. Mm-hmm. It was thought that her death was caused by strangulation, or wasn't caused by strangulation. Oh, no. It was thought that her death was <laughs> caused by strangulation, the, autop- the autopsy saying that Cooper died from homicidal violence. But it was eventually decided that the, the tube sock was more of a means of restraint rather than a weapon used to kill. From the crime scene and how the couple was murdered, police were able to tell a lot about what happened, but the one thing they couldn't figure out was who did this. So they kind of initially thought that the killer had strangled her and Mm -hmm. then shot her, but they came to believe that the tube sock was just a way to kind of keep her restrained and down, which doesn't, I don't understand that fully because you're restraining your neck yeah maybe it kind of just like blocked off airways and she passed out and restrained that way maybe or maybe it's like easy to grab onto yeah which that's a really long tube sock yeah i was just thinking that how much do they stretch a lot i don't socks don't really stretch that much i didn't think Mm. i wish it ended there but two months later on december 12th of 1985 mike reimer oh weird right reimer We know some people with that last name. It's weird. (laughs) 36 and his girlfriend, Diana Robertson, 21, headed out into the forest near Nisqually River. They were accompanied by their two-year-old daughter, Crystal. They were planning on camping near the river, checking out animal traps that were set in the area, and some reports even said that the family was also going to look for a Christmas tree, which kind of is just... His two-year-old? So sad. They brought their two-year-old out. I said, I don't care why you're heading out into the forest, but it seems a little strange to me that in December, you're bringing your two-year-old out into the forest to to camp. To camp, though. It's cold in December. I guess. Two. Yeah. Cold. (laughs) Don't like the cold. And they're really outdoorsy. Mm. Maybe they were staying in a cabin and not, like, a tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could do a tent. Yeah, maybe I don't think I could do the back of Big Red in December. We went in May, March. We went in March and it was freezing. I went camping in October on the coast last year. It wasn't too bad. Rude. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just a little bitch, so. We weren't well insulated. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> Crystal, the two-year-old, was found wandering around Kmart parking lot in Spanway, Spanaway, which is 30 miles north of where her family was supposed to be camping. By herself? By herself. She was just wandering around. Oh. Yeah. Crystal's parents were nowhere to be seen, so the little girl was taken to the hospital to be checked out and then put in temporary foster care because they didn't really know who she was. Right. And 
her parents were nowhere to be found. They um, did like a widespread media stream of her face and her grandma um, recognized her and came and got her and, you know, was comforting her and um, was trying to get some information out of her. But I mean, she's two, so Mm -hmm. there's not much she can tell you. Like Stella probably wouldn't be able to really tell us. She's blind, but she probably wouldn't really be able to tell us anything. Right. Um, Stella is Kylie's three-year-old daughter. Yeah, she's gross. Um, <laughs> the only thing that they were able to get out of Crystal was that she kept telling them, Mommy's in the trees. Ooh. Which. I don't like that. What the hell does she mean, Mommy is in the trees? If Stella told either of you that I was in the trees, <laughs> just know I'm dead. Just know I am dead. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, think to catch just, you in a tree. It's very Ever. ominous. Yeah. I. <laughs> There was one time that Alex and I went through a drive-thru, and we were just waiting, and he got out of the fucking car and just started climbing the tree in the drive-thru. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. I wasn't the one driving the car. It doesn't It doesn't <laughs> matter either way. It was way. a big line. I was bored. I saw a tree. It looked like I could climb it. So I did. He See, said, he said fuck it. I'm going to go drive and See, climb the tree. I'm not that kind of person, so if, you know... Has someone ever said I was in a tree? Either no, I'm in grave danger, or I'm dead. <laughs> See, but if they said Alex was in a tree, I'd that would like, make he's sense. Fine. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave him be. He's yeah, with he's, he's, he's this kind. Yeah, he likes it up there. A huge search for the missing couple took place over the weekend, <laughs> with Mike's friends searching both the ground and in the air for them. So I'm guessing they just had a plane and they were mm-hmm. flying around. They just said they were searching the air for them. And I was like, are they just hanging out just in the air? Up. I was like, I don't understand. Maybe it's because Crystal said mommy's in the trees. I would assume some sort yeah. of aircraft. Um, and they mostly tried to stay around where um, Mike's traps had been, his animal traps, because they think that the family wouldn't have gone farther than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be about another two months before anything would be found. On February 18th, 1986, Diana's body was finally discovered by a motorist. It was in, a, in, it was in the snow near State Route 7, a logging road near Mineral. She had been stabbed 17 times. Ooh. And like Ruth, she was also found with a tube sock tied around her neck. Which, 17 times is like overkill. Yeah. Very aggressive. overkill. And I always feel like stabbings are so much more personal. For than, sure. Gun. Like rage yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Bloodhounds. And like in the snow. You know how yeah. long they have to be out in the weather? Because they were yeah. in December they went missing. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodhounds searched the area around her body for Reimer, but due to snowfall, they had to stop the search. They were, however, able to find Reimer's truck. Inside the truck, they found a blood stained cab and a Malen- Manila Manila envelope. <laughs> That had "I love you, Diana" written on it in Reimer's handwriting. Mm. So, two things with that was Diana's why, the wife name, the girlfriend, the girlfriend. Okay, yeah, two things with that. Why is the cab bloodstained? Yeah, and why did you write that on the envelope? Yeah, hmm, hmm, kind of weird. Yeah, very weird circumstances. For a long time, Mike was considered the main suspect in the murder. He had a past of domestic abuse, and the couple had recently mended their relationship after they had been split for a while. So 
They kind of had a rocky mm-hmm. past. But on March 26th, 2011, so quite a big jump from um, 1986. Oh my gosh. A whole, a whole 25 years after Diana's body had been found, a partial skull belonging to Reimer was found within a mile radius of where Diana had been found. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Such a long time for him to have been missing. Yeah. And it's like... And he was so close to where she was found. Yeah. yeah. And I like snow stopped them from searching. Mm-hmm. But like when the snow melted, I feel like you should have been able to go back. Yeah. Maybe they didn't. Off. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the age of the skull, investigators were now under the impression that Mike was no longer a suspect, but instead he was another victim. But That due... means 25 years the person that killed him was on the loose, and they just thought hmm? it was him. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I just put that together. But yes. due to how little of his body they were able to find, they were not able to determine, determine the cause of his death. However, he did. it was known that he carried a gun with him. And so, he, it could have been used against him. Mm-hmm. It could have, he could have Murder, used suicide. It, you know, so, different things. <laughs> okay, so they weren't able to determine the cause of his death. And that's kind of where their story ends. Do they know how the little girl got to the... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 30 miles? Yeah. Wow. So, it's like... He was considered a suspect for a really long time. He could have just dropped her off with having that guilt right. and went off and lived his life for another so many years or even went right back and killed himself for whoever did mm. this could have felt pity for the mm-hmm. girl and took her back. It's hard to say. Um, wow. Yeah. Now, there were another set of murders that took place um, March 9th of 1985, which was... I believe before the first murders I told you about. Yeah. Um, And these were the murders of Edward Smith and Kimberly Diane. And they're often, um, they're often clumped together with the first two I told you about. And um, I don't really see how they're lumped together, but I thought I'd add this in just because every website I looked at kind of added them in. Um, but there was no tube soft involved in this, in Kimberly and Edward's murder. And um, they ended up finding a fingerprint in the car that matched Billy Ray Billiards Jr. Oh. Um, and by the time Kimberly's body was found, which was near the time that Harkins and Cooper were killed, um, Billy was already serving time in Wyoming State Penitentiary, so he couldn't have killed the two other couples. Right. Um, he ended up pleading guilty to the murder of Smith and um, Kimberly, but there was, yeah, like I said, there was no way he could have killed them. The other two couples, it, the timeline just wouldn't have matched up. He was mm-hmm. in prison. So I think they just kind of always include that story in with the other two because it happened in the same area and it was all kind of just shocking at the time. Right. But there were, like, it just doesn't add up. So the first four bodies that you talked about were mm-hmm. found in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And both of the women had a tube, tube sock around their neck? Yep. So why, so the, the, the couple you're talking about now, uh-huh. were they found in the woods? The wife, the woman was, the man was found in a gravel pit. Okay. Nearby. Okay, so similar outdoor 
yes. body dump yes. MO. Yes, but no tube sock. And the guy that pleaded guilty was already in jail yes. by the yeah. next Yeah, so I, like I said, I kind of think they just include it because it happened around the same area. Yeah. But it just... Yeah. Yeah. And I included pictures of them as well. They are these two at the bottom. Um, yeah, just, it just, I don't see how it could have, they could have been from the same killer. Yeah. Um. Okay. It could have been Mike who committed these horrible crimes and went back and took his own life. But where was the motive behind killing Harkins and Cooper? The first couple I told you about. I'm, And I mean... If you're a serial killer, you don't always need to have a motive. You kind of just do it out of, like, a desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's just they were a helpless couple in the woods. So it doesn't make sense to me. It could have also been a man who came looking for Harkins and Cooper to settle a dispute over damages that occurred to Harkins' motorcycle. But how does that connect Reimer and Robertson to the case? Like, hmm. you know? So there, it could have been Reimer, but... Why would Reimer kill Harkins and Cooper, the first right. couple? And the guy who came after Harkins and Cooper could have killed them, but how does that connect them to Reimer and Robertson? Does it that just make doesn't sense? really add up. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere does it connect. So we, were both of the, those couples camping when they were murdered? Yes, yeah. Okay. In the same area. So yeah. it sounds more like a serial killer that preys on camping couples. Yes, yeah. Rather than somebody with a personal vendetta yes. against any of the parties. You're right. Yeah, and th- that could have been Reimer. It just... It's, yeah, right. It's hard. Right. He's dead now. It's hard. We don't have an answer from him. So. Yeah. The most common theory is that there was some unidentified serial killer responsible for the murders. This fear- theory is evident given how the murders were committed in a short time span and in, and in close proximity to each other, and how the women's murders with the tube socks around their necks were different than the male's murders. So mm-hmm. he's kind of stuck to the M.O. of... Kill the women, mm-hmm. tie the sock around their necks, and kill the men separately. Like, they were... And it's hard to... Because Reimer, we don't know how he died, but, like... Right. He wasn't found with the tube sock, and... So it's yeah. just different MOs for male and female. Um, as of now, there has been no new updates about this case, and it was never solved. Who knows? We could still have a serial killer lurking in the woods of Washington. They never found him. They never... There's really no new updates. Um, no other suspects? Even. No other suspects. The uh, only suspects that they ever wrote about were Billy Ray, Cyrus. Who have been him. To jail. Yeah, who already went to jail. Mike Reimer, who completed suicide. Died by suicide. Possibly. Or, or was killed, so they don't have answers from him. Or it could have been the friend... From, I believe it was a friend from a wedding who had the dispute over the motorcycle. Oh. He could have come and done it. Hmm. Um, or it could have just been a random serial killer. But I just, it's just so crazy to me that this is the first time I've ever heard about this. And yeah. like yeah. that's six, six deaths in just a few years. And clearly the same person. Yeah. Like well, clearly a, a well, repeat. Four, four of them, it's. It's pretty damn clear right, right, that it right, was right. the same person. The, the two couples that were camping. Right. Yeah. Right. But in, in, let's see, in just like two or three years, huh. there were four, six deaths in one area. 
And so it's just, it's just crazy that it being only like hours away from it, you never heard about it. Right. I mean, we weren't born yet, but like still, I wasn't really born around Ted Bundy. Right. And you hear all about that. Almost makes me wonder, was there an active Washington State serial killer in the area? And it was just like a slight deviation from their regular MO, which caused them to not be linked to the right. rest mm-hmm. of their serial killers. Right, or maybe that's just how they started in one way, and then yeah. they branched off. And I mean, evolved. yeah, and like Alex had said, there were so many serial killers and murderers who kind of passed through Washington mm-hmm. and they were all kind of similar time span too. Yes. Yeah. And so it could have been any of that. It could have been personal vendettas. It could have been two separate people who one saw how they were killed and was like a copycat, I, a copycat yeah, and I maybe. can get away with it. Right. Th- throw suspicion off of themselves by trying to tie it to the other murder case. Right. Causing the cops to look for a serial killer. Yep. And- get distracted by looking for connections with the other case instead of focusing on other clues that would lead them to the actual murderer in the second situation. Yeah, but there's, like... And the, the part about the daughter, that's so weird. It's yeah, that's so, so weird. weird. 30 miles away, they took that's, her. And it and happened it, the same night. Like, she walked... It, it was the same night. Like, yeah. they went left camp. Later mm-hmm. that night, she was found and came out. So there's no way a two-year-old... Could walk thirty no. miles, and if it was Reimer, forest. yeah, that's a substantial amount to like drive to take her to drop her off and then return back. That's a solid like at least hour, yeah, to step away but we and have come no back. Time zone, like no time frame, right? For anything really, just the dates. Yeah, and so Wild. yeah, yeah. The one of the craziest parts to me is the daughter. Like, how did she get there? Is there no like camera footage from? Like the yeah, parking lot? No, it was the 1980s, right? yeah. Oh. So there's, there's cameras, but not, not very good. Right. As many yeah. as there are these days. Yeah. Unless it's like a bank. Yeah. Area. And there yeah. was a article um, written, and it was allegedly written by Crystal, but it was on like Reddit. So I didn't oh. look too far into it because it could have been anybody. And she was two. She was two at the time. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but there's not much that I remember from when I was two. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just, it's just a crazy case. And, yeah, it's never been solved. There could be, still be someone out there murdering people in the woods. I hope there's not. Sure. Well, there's some crazy number of people that go missing in National Forests every year that yeah. I've never found. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. But that... Was the case of the tube sock murders? It's very short, but it is just—it's so weird. I yeah. have another question. I maybe have another answer. There were two total tube socks. Yeah. And they had a matching set. I don't know. I was just <laughs> thinking that. I was like, was one of them a right and one of them a left, or like maybe it wasn't like long enough to fit around their neck, and so he tied them together, so it was two tube socks. Yeah. Where are the details about the? I socks? need to know were what kind of socks. socks were they? Adidas? Were they Nike? Were, what were they? Also, wouldn't you think that they could pull some sort of DNA from that? And I get that it was the '80s, but like, if it's they, a cold they case, they would still have the evidence yeah. that they could pull. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they were used tube socks. They right, might have been right. brand new. Um, we and, would think. Yeah, and, but after a while of being... Because they were out there for months before they, any of them were found. Yeah. Oh, evidence. you're right. DNA evidence, especially in such a rainy, 
rainy environment. And even if they tested it, that doesn't mean there's going to be a match on file. Right. And this person hasn't committed any right. other offenses. If they're new tube socks that are just like from a store, so many people go through a store yeah. and touch them at all times. Yeah. That's so true. it's it's hard to say. Hmm. Um, yeah. Wild. There's no no um, culprit. No no murderer. Very strange. Yeah. Be safe out there in the woods. I kind of want to go to Mineral Washington now just because um, I've never heard of it and I want to know. Just what it looks like? Yeah, I just want to know. We can also go to Forks. Forks isn't that great. It's not. They didn't even. They didn't even like really shoot any scenes there. It's probably all shot in Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Forks a couple times. It's not not great. But I was conceived in Forks. (laughs) The more you know. Thanks, mom and dad. What were you saying? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was my case. It's Mackenzie's turn now. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, wait. I do have a yes? little update. On what? Um, about the banana belt. Ooh. <laughs> Did you just look that up? No, I looked it up earlier. I just didn't have a chance to say anything. <laughs> a banana belt is any segment of a larger geographic region that enjoys warmer weather conditions than the region as a whole especially in the wintertime. So, no, we do not live in the banana belt of Washington because our weather is not warmer than the usual weather in Washington. If anything, we're the opposite of that because eastern Washington definitely experiences warmer temperatures. For sure. Not during the wintertime. No, that's true. During the winter, they get a lot of snow. Maybe, maybe we'll look into it more. No, we won't. <laughs> Next episode. Keeping no. Our listeners posted on a very <laughs> banana belt controversy. All right, so um, we have no more. Do we need more facts, nope. updates? We want right. to talk more about bananas and belts? I'm allergic to bananas, but I would really like to eat one. <laughs> is- I think we're good. All right. Your turn. <laughs> All right, so my case, it's also sort of a shorter one, um, which is why I was so happy that Kylie's was a little bit longer and, and Alex had so many facts. Um, felt a little inadequate this week, but, you know. You were sick. It's fine. I was sick. That's we'll true. step it up, maybe. So the case I'm going to be talking about is the Capitol Hill Massacre. So recently in the news, Capitol Hill has gotten some um, recognition for a lot of the Black Lives Matter movements, mm-hmm. um, but this actually happened... Uh, in 2006. Have you been to Capitol Hill recently? I went um, the weekend before they established it as its own um, um, area. I forget what they called it. Um, but yeah, I went to the protest right then. I haven't yeah. been recently. We, I went recently with some friends with um, the shepherds while they were up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we visited and they have just like crosswalks that are painted rainbow. And it's oh, just, cool. it's a very cool area. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, it's very nice, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I was, yeah, right at the front when they were doing all that. But um, anyway, so this happened in 2006, same sort of area. Um, It was one of the bigger mass murders that they've had in that area for the time. Um, It was a mass murder committed by 28-year-old Kyle Huff in Mm -hmm. southeast Seattle, Capitol Hill. March 25th, 2006. Oh. So, yeah, very recent. Um, Kyle entered a rave party and opened fire, killing six and wounding two, then oh killing himself. God. Oh, my God. Huh. So, on the night before, March 24th, there was an event held at Capitol Hill Art Center 
It was in attendance of about 350 people. Okay. Kyle was invited to an after party. He didn't really know anybody. Um, I think it was just sort of like a, hey, man, you know, like we're going to this party. Right. You should come as college towns and that kind of areas do. Um, it was a private residence about a mile away from the event center. The party started around 4 and it abruptly ended around 6. A.M.? A.M. Oh, my God. Yep. I am old. <laughs> You don't remember staying out that late? No. I recently had to stay up until, like, 4 a.m. Yeah. With alarms and whatnot. I'm not built the same way I used no, to be built. No, <laughs> not Not like college days. Um, sorry. On the 25th, so it ended at 6 a.m. Kyle didn't know anyone personally at the party. And everyone at the party that the police talked to said that they didn't really remember seeing him. They didn't remember him coming or going. They just remember the incident that happened. They didn't even remember seeing his face. And there were not that many people at this party. Around 6 a.m., Kyle left the party to return to his truck and get a 12-gauge pistol grip shotgun and a 40 caliber semi-automatic handgun. So he came ready? Yes. Okay. Yes. They were in his truck. He was, he was very prepared for what he was going to do. He knew. Uh, when he grabbed these guns, he also grabbed more than 300 rounds of ammunition. Oh, my Whoa. God. Returning to the party, he spray-painted on the sidewalk outside the door, now. Just the word now, N-O-W. People didn't really know what that meant at the time, but they figured it out later on. Okay. Upon arrival, he shot five people that were outside. Hearing the shots from inside, people tried to barricade the door. He was able to push through. He then went up to the second floor. He found a locked bathroom and he shot the lock. Uh, he didn't hit anybody in the bathroom. Or, I'm sorry, he didn't kill anybody in the bathroom, but he did hit one person. There was a couple that were hiding in there. He ended up shooting another person later. Two of the people that were injured from this event went to the hospital and one died while there. Oh my God. Whoa. I'm sorry, but like, can you even imagine? Like, being at a party with your friends. No. And then just you hear the shots outside. What do you do? Do you like try to flee out the back? Or For do sure. you try to barricade? I would try to run, I think. Yeah. I think that, so growing up, um, so we kind of touched on this earlier. I'm originally from California um, in a pretty bad part. Yeah. So the elementary school that I went to, we actually had two real active shooter events um, where we locked ourselves in the classrooms and stuff. And then coming up here... I kind of realized that I would never want to be locked. locked. Like, my first instinct is to run. Like, yeah. run. I don't care. Like, I think you have a better chance of running than you do staying and being a sitting duck. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Once he shot the two more inside, he then yelled something to the effect of, there's plenty for everyone. He oh yelled that to the God. people. Mm-hmm. The shooting lasted all of five minutes. Five minutes. Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm crazy how quick this happens i just listened to a podcast about the um columbine shooting um and the the podcaster like recounted like second by second minute by minute what happened and it's like it seems like so much has happened and then he says yeah and that was just 15 minutes yeah and then yeah it's just crazy and the other thing is like what did he say there's plenty for everyone Mm -hmm. the things that these people say while they're like in the middle of a mass shooting like this is so weird. It's like the attitude is so it's like nonchalant. It's like, they're just, they're just having fun 
going out and doing, you know, having a, (laughs) having a nice little mass shooting. Right. Like they planned it out. They knew, they knew what they were doing. It's so weird how casual they can be. A police officer was in the area. So before any 911 calls even happened, he had heard Heard the shooting. Yeah. Um, So he came up to the house and as he was approaching the front steps is when Kyle was coming out. Kyle saw him. Before the cop could even say anything like, put your weapon down or anything like that, Kyle stuck the gun in his mouth and he shot himself. Aftermath. Oh. um, They found pretty much all of the ammo that he brought to the party. They found 300 rounds. So he either dropped it or he shot a bunch and it all like He was just shooting to shoot. He was just shooting to shoot. He was just... Shooting to hit anybody he could. He, like I said, he didn't know anybody personally at this party. So it wasn't a personal vendetta against anybody. He just decided that this was the night he was going to do it. Okay, so he he went to his truck, came back in. He killed five people on the porch before he even went inside. Yeah, like said. Mm-hmm. on the front, he, outside. The yeah. first people he saw. Right, and then he came inside, and then he went straight for the upstairs bathroom? He went straight upstairs. I think the first door he came to was a locked door. Okay. Um, I don't know if he necessarily knew it was a bathroom, but he okay. was just shooting inside of it. Maybe he just didn't see anyone downstairs, yeah, so he went upstairs. Yeah. There's okay. not really a good way to flee from upstairs. Right. That's so. true. That's true. Never and run upstairs. Everyone's account from that party is a little bit different because there was drinking yeah. involved and it was really late. Um, but so, he only killed five people terror. and injured one more? He killed five, injured two, but one of the two that went to the hospital died. So he ultimately killed six. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to say only, like, to dismiss it. I was just checking to make sure I had the numbers right. Five is a lot. After the incident, the police went and searched his truck. In his truck, they found two more guns, a bat, a machete, and much, much more rounds of ammo. So he was just ready to go and just yes. fuck, yep. fuck things up. up. Wanted to go cause some mayhem. Yep. After about a month, Kyle's landlord found. Okay, so back it up. They went to his apartment. He had a twin. His twin was out um, when the cops got there to search it. And when he they he came back to the apartment, they were there. They told him what happened. If he was brought in and questioned, he claims he didn't know anything about it. He didn't. His name was Kane. Um, he didn't know anything about it. After about a month, Kyle's landlord found a what he thought was like a makeshift bomb in the trash and a letter. So he called the police. Um, the bomb ended up not being a real bomb. It was kind of like a prototype. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe Kane found it and threw it away. They don't exactly know how it got in the trash. Interesting. Yeah. The letter was dated two days before the shooting. Kyle, in this letter, stated his hate for rapes and the provocative lifestyle and sexual freedom that these parties um, promoted. So he just hates fun. So he went to a rave that he hated and then got invited to an after party and then he was just like... No, so the event he went to wasn't a rave. Okay. It It was some event that was put on at the center. Okay. And he was invited to a rave party afterwards. Okay. Where he didn't know anybody. Um, he stated that it was disturbing to live with, and the letter ended with, now, kids, now, which possibly ties back to the spray painting. There's also a song, um, that they found he listened to a lot that used the word now. Um, there's not really much to go off of of why he did that. Like, that seems so weird to me. And he, like... Maybe he was writing... 
he meant to write the rest of Now Kids Now on the sidewalk and only got to Now before he realized he needed to, like, finish what he started. Because right. he obviously had the guns on him right. those people were outside. Yeah. So Maybe. Was, did he say in the letter what, what he was saying had to happen now? No. Because it's like, Now Kids Now sounds like he's, like, demanding something happen right now, but he didn't say what. Nope. As far as I know, it was just a letter, and he was ranting and raving about how much he hated the rave community and how much it disturbed him. It's a random thing to pick to piss you off. Yeah. I wonder what... Provocative. Which is so strange, because, like, I've been to a few raves, and yes, they are kind of provocative. I mean, like, girls and guys go there, and they wear very little clothing, and they wear what they like and what makes them feel confident, and a lot of times, you know, that's, like, bikini tops and, like, short shorts and, like... All this fun stuff. But, like, every rave I've been to, like, the community there has been the most amazing community I've ever met. Like, everyone's so loving and accepting and supportive. And it's just so weird to me that he attacked that kind of community. But, I mean, I get it if he's coming from a stance of it being provocative. But, like, it's just... How frustrated... I don't know. I I just feel like it says a lot about him. It must be coming from, like, somewhere else. Yeah. I wonder if he had, like, a strict religious upbringing, maybe? Because I know, like, a lot of, like, religious fundamentalism has to do with anti, anti-fun propaganda, anti-fun pro- yeah. basically. Yeah. And a lot of guilt and everything. So I wonder, I wonder if that's got something to do with it. It says that in the letter, he also says, this is a revolution, brother, because it was a letter to his brother, Cain. Oh. Um, so Kane was trying to get rid of evidence. I think so. They don't ever come out and say that, but I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Like, he had found it. And apparently the police didn't find it when they searched the apartment, hmm. which I don't see how. Um, and he said, the most important thing that has happened since man began, the things that they say and do are just too disturbing to me to ignore and just live my life with. So he like, How dare the people have fun and sex? He couldn't just mind his own fucking business. Yeah. yeah, he sounds like a very sexually frustrated man. All in all, it was very sad and yes. very abrupt. Um, he had, it sounds like, no motive. Right. He just did it because he didn't like raves. Right. Which I guess is a motive, but, like, where was where was the, you know, the pre-shooting problem? Right. That, like, well, that's not the right wording, but, like... What caused it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there was a film put out on YouTube. Um, it started out as like a small indie film that was crowdfunded called Wallflower. Not to be confused with Perks of a Wallflower. Yeah. Which that's what I thought at first when I first read it. Um, that, like I don't remember any mass shootings from that movie. No. Um, it is loosely based off of this incident. Mm. Um, it was petitioned to be taken down because the people who had seen it, it gave them a lot of PSTD. PTSD, PTSD, excuse me. The ones who had been through it. Yes. Um, But it was never taken down. It's still on YouTube. Um, You can find it if you would like to. Um, I didn't watch a lot of it. I just watched little clips of it, and it just looks like a bunch of people at a party. Um, I didn't really care to watch Watch the the rest. Yeah. Um, There were a lot of people that had been trespassing at that property. Um, For years, it became like a a horror And this was someone's house. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, And and it being like a selfie spot for people who, you know, had heard about the incident and wanted to go see the house. Yeah. Oh. But happy uh, update. There is a family that lives there now. Um, they say that people kind of stopped coming by. Um, That's good. Yeah. And they say that they just live their life. 
Okay, that's good. better. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeez. I don't, I don't know if I could even imagine living in a house yeah, where something like that either. happened. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, do you know the names of the victims? They did release them. Um, I did not Just write them down. Just to give them but... some sort of voice in all of this, I guess to say. It's just so, so heartbreaking. Like, essentially, they did nothing wrong. They just were doing what right. made them happy, and it didn't make him happy, and so he decided to throw a little bitch fit. And... Um, so the victims were as young as 14 years old, oh. which sucks. Um, Stop covering cases with young killed, please. <laughs> Can't promise that. Um, so 14-year-old Melissa Moore, 15-year-old Suzanne Thorne, 21-year-old Christopher Williamson, 22-year-old Justin Schwartz, excuse me if I'm not saying that right, 26-year-old Jeremiah Martin, and 32-year-old Jason Travers. And, do you, and that includes the person who went to the hospital and survived? No, these are all the vic- the, 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 the okay. dead. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for that. So fun. Good game. Good game. <laughs> I did not know about that. I'd never heard of it. I had heard about it, but I didn't research it at all um it just i I struggle with researching mass shootings because it just i don't know i feel like they're so prevalent right now and it just it's almost too real not that like serial killers and murderers aren't real but like i just feel like right now mass mass shootings are just so i remember I think I was a junior in high school when um, Marysville Pilchuck, which is a couple yeah. hours, yeah. maybe like an hour south yeah. of our school, had a shooting. Um, and that was crazy Scary. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you, you never think that you, it's going to happen to you? And like, it didn't happen to us, but it was really, really close. Yeah. Do you remember when, I think it was in middle school, you guys might have been in high school, when someone brought a gun to school and we had to be mm-hmm. locked down? I yeah. do. I had, I think, one of the most badass teachers at the time miss foster mm. like she was just such a hard-ass lady like she was she's amazing but she just was had such a hard exterior and that was the most emotion i'd ever seen that woman have was in that time and luckily nothing happened in that i think it was a bb gun i think up being. so i think so but it just it was just crazy you know like so many thoughts go through your head yeah i was in the cafeteria with him yeah um because he it's he was a middle schooler and he snuck into the high school lunch yeah, and our principal tackled him, and it was a whole thing. It was really cool. Yeah. But mass shootings are fun. This podcast is not fun. <laughs> it makes me feel a lot of emotions. But I feel like it's nice to cover the lesser-known yeah, cases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we said in the last episode, I kind of considered covering Gary Ridgeway because, you know, my mom has that weird thing with the guy she works out with who right. kind of looks like Gary Ridgeway if he had a son. <laughs> but I was like... No, you know, like, so many podcasts have covered Gary Ridgway and, excuse me, I have a truly burp, and, like, Ted Bundy, and, like, so many people know about those, too. And the, right. And it's, like, I had never heard of the mineral sock, tube sock killings, and I barely heard about this, your case, and so it's just, it's nice to kind of give light to lesser known mm-hmm. people, lesser known victims. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, all of these people we cover have had their lives taken prematurely. And it's just yes. is heartbreaking. And so it's nice that they kind of can still have a voice. I agree. Yeah. Kenzie, I thought your case was interesting because it's like, it's not the typical 
mass shooting that we've been hearing about a lot lately, which is usually it's either a school or it seems like a, a religious place. Mm-hmm. Or like race oriented. Yeah. Or, or like... Um, or at a big sexist. event like the, uh, the Vegas shooting. Oh, yes. Yeah. But... Yeah, I've never heard of one where a guy just walks into a party with a bunch of guns and just it goes crazy. That's yeah, didn't know a single he person. Didn't know anybody. And I mean, yeah. you don't have to know anybody because, like, the guy yeah. who right. the Las course, Vegas, he didn't know anybody. I don't think. I think he just opened fire in Las yeah, Vegas. He just wanted to kill a lot of people, which is crazy. But it's just crazy that he went in and didn't know mm-hmm. anybody, and he didn't have an agenda. He just wanted to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. So, I guess this is the part of the podcast where we ask Alex where we are going next. Oh, well. After Washington, what's our next stop? We're done with Washington. Mm-hmm. I feel like the obvious next stop would be Oregon because that's the, uh, like, your typical road trip route. You go down the West Coast, but... I don't want to do that because I've been to Oregon a lot, so we're going to Idaho. Idaho! Home of the potato! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sweet. So we will have drinks and facts and stories for Idaho next week. Um, Is there anything you guys want to add before we say goodbye? Just give us a follow on Instagram. um, ABC underscore murder underscore pod. Yeah, and... If you have any suggestions for um, cases for any state, because with Alex driving, we never know what state we're going to hit next. We will eventually cover all of them. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we will follow, we won't, we will follow a kind of a, you know, path. But with Alex driving, you know, we're kind of up in the air as well. But if you have any cases for any state, um, email us at abcmurderpod dot or at, nope. Not dot com. <laughs> you need an at. Email us at abcmurderpod at gmail.com um, with those suggestions. And I think. Or if you have any crazy facts about any states. Yeah. Or I think what we should start doing too is if you guys have any like stories from travels you've been on that are either spooky or scary, start um, sending those in because who knows, maybe we could. Maybe make like listeners scary stories from travels. Mm-hmm. Or we're also like that. we're also planning on um, covering at least some paranormal. Yes, it's not always going to be murder. So yeah, sorry, we just haven't gotten there yet. So, but yeah, send in either stories or suggestions to that email, and I think that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Yeah, um, and remember to always have a travel buddy and to be safe. Bye. Bye. Washington, my home, my home. Washington, my home. Washington.